A reading from the book of Revelation. I, John, saw another angel come up from the east, holding the seal of the living God. He cried out in a loud voice to the four angels who were given power to damage the land and the sea. Do not damage the land or the sea or the trees until we put the seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. I heard the number of those who had been marked with the seal, 144,000 marked from every tribe of the Israelites. After this, I had a vision of a great multitude which no one could count from every nation, race, people, and tongue. They stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. They crowd out, cried out in a loud voice, Salvation comes from our God, who is seated on the throne and from the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They prostrated themselves before the throne, worshipped God, and exclaimed, Amen, blessing and Lord, wisdom and thanksgiving, honor, power, and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders spoke up and said to me, Who are these wearing white robes, and where did they come from? I said to him, My Lord, you are the one who knows. He said to me, These are the ones who have survived the time of great distress. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The word of the Lord. Do you remember sitting in the classroom in grade school or junior high school, but not so much high school? You had to solve these math problems. Some people are good at them. You know what? Let me throw a math problem at you and see how well you do. A ship is transporting a herd of sheep from Scotland to Australia. And the average speed of the ship is between 10 and 20 miles per hour. It takes almost 5,000 miles to get from Scotland to Australia. How many days will it take the ship to reach Australia? You have 10 seconds and you can't use your phone. Six, five, four, nobody's doing anything. You want me to give you the answer? It's 48 days. How many got it right? How many don't care? <laughs> I knew this was going to happen, so bear with me. Maybe math isn't our forte. Maybe we have other kinds of story problems, non-math story problems, like this. The ship contains plenty of hay to feed all the sheep. When a dense fog hits, the sheep all of a sudden stop eating. 
They can't eat it all. And the owner of the sheep is worried that they're not going to survive. Forty-eight later, the fog lifts. And the crew look out in the distance and see the green fields of Australia. Now the question, why did the sheep stop eating? Why did the sheep stop eating? This is a very important answer. And it's a true one, too. I'm not making this up. When sheep can sense in a distance green pasture that's succulent, that's worth something to wait for, they will not eat the dried stuff that's in front of them. Get it? Makes sense? Hmm. In other words, Sheep can sense something better in store for them rather than the blindness that's in front of their nose. In the same way, saints, listen up, saints are people who can smell the blessing in store for them and are willing, willing to act, even to the point of suffering, and ultimately persevere for the sake of enjoying it. A contemporary writer once said that saints are someone who are eternity-minded rather than earthly-minded. Eternity-minded rather than earthly. They catch the scent from heaven by keeping their here and now story problems in perspective of the hereafter. What happens in the hereafter? That certainty, that certainty that we're going to be with Jesus. You know, that came to us through our baptism. God gave this to us, and it helps us survive the fog of our disappointments, our inconveniences, our losses, because of what they possess at the end of the journey. You know, today's readings are very earthly-minded. In the book of Revelation, it speaks of a great multitude which no one could count who have survived survived the great time of distress. These are the people who get a whiff, who get a scent of heaven and can suffer through whatever life throws at them because their eyes are on the glory that's one step away. The Beatitudes say the meek will have their day. That's true. Jesus promises that. Back in the Middle Ages, there was a man who was condemned because of his belief in Jesus. And he was going to be executed in four days. And as they were leading him away, someone in the crowd goes, 
He has four days to live. He has four days to live. The guy, the condemned guy, stops in his truck, turns around, and he said, No, I have four days to life with Jesus Christ. Four days to life. Someone with only a scent of heaven can say something like that. Hmm. All the other arrogant people will say, that guy is crazy. You know what? How can we get that scent of heaven? Good question. There are many ways, but I... I'll share with you something Blessed Mother Teresa taught her community that is so easy. You'll probably laugh when I tell you. Mother Teresa says, the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, you say, good morning, Lord. Good morning, Lord. And you keep saying that every morning. And over time, the scent of heaven will come upon you, will grow on you, and make you a saint to help you see the present story problem as a reminder of life's limitation. But don't stop there. They're also a reminder, an important reminder of the eternal life that's been promised to you.